Welcome to episode 371 of Texing, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. In today's show, we have an awful lot to talk about, and at least this much, uh, which is to talk about um, the bet that I had with Jason on AGI um, being uh, here in five years, um, to talk about the success of PlayStrong, uh, which has uh, been very good this month, to talk about the biology bet on hyperinflation, which is something we got into last time, but now we need to get into deeper. To talk about the current number of Math Academy subscribers and how Jason's doing. And also to talk about any other Math Academy news and any other of the interesting things that the fantastic Jason Roberts wants to bring up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll lead in. What do you, what you got? What do you want to start with? Well, no, I was, that's, that's on you, man. What do you want to start with? What 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 are those? Which of those was the is the most interesting? You know, I don't think we talked about the biology thing on the podcast. That was just something that you brought up on the Discord. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. We never, we never spoke about that on the show. Okay, well let's 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 start with that. Let's start with that. So, um, what do you think? Do you want me to like frame it? Or? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, so biology. What's what's it? I don't know how to pronounce his second name. Srinivasan Sh- 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 or something. Sh- 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 uh, Sh- of uh, of um, Coinbase. Um, basically came up with a very strongly worded theory and a, uh, that um, hyperinflation is going to happen um, and that the dollar is going to be worth basically not very much for a bunch of reasons that we'll go into and that um, Bitcoin within 90 days, and I believe this was like a week ago or maybe even over a week, within 90 days, Bitcoin will be worth $1 million because of I think it was. I think it was, more, it was a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah a and, couple of weeks ago, yeah. And if I can paraphrase his reasoning, um, it's because there's a whole bunch of banks that are like like the Silicon Valley Bank. Oh, because that's what we spoke about. We spoke about Silicon Valley Bank on the last show, but we didn't get too deep into it. So he's like, so when when inflation was low, um, the Fed uh, convinced hundreds of banks, like 500 banks, to go to go deep on um, treasuries, which had a two percent, a one to two percent payout. And, and had a 10-year term. And then the Fed said at that time, inflation's going nowhere. We're not going to put up the, we're not going to put up interest. You know, like, don't worry about it. Just buy these things. And then everyone did. And then the Fed said, oh, actually, no, that's not true. Um, we're going to start putting up by, like, because inflation's going crazy, we're going to start putting up the interest rate. And they put the interest rate up to 4%, 5%. And so then, the banks, like bank after bank after bank, like 300 banks had on their books some major unrealized losses. Um, and so then we, there was the potential of the, the bank run situation where if everyone comes and tries to take the money out of the bank, the bank's in a really bad situation because it has all these unrealized losses and it can't make everyone whole. And then the Fed then said, and this I think is the hyperinflation part, okay, look, I know that you're insured for 250,000 but we're actually going to just put up to 2 trillion in the pot to just pay people back if if bank runs happen. So um in other words basically they're going to insure the deposits. Insure insure the deposits full, fully. And, 
by by just putting whole new money into the system. And what he's saying is, this all this new money up to two trillion is just going to really devalue the dollar. That was his thought. I think. Did, and tell me if I if I got that wrong, Jason. Well, I, you know, you could nitpick and add detail here and there, but I thought that was a pretty good synopsis. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Um. Uh. Yeah. So you asked me on Discord. I, I don't know if it was. I think you hit it. DM'd me and we're like, what? What do you think about this? I'm like, right? I'm like Jason. Guy, like, like I need, I need to hear Mr. Miyagi's opinion on this situation because when I first heard it, I was like a bit stressed and was like, holy shit, are we about to, you know? So what? So that was it. So yeah. So I wanted you to research it and then tell me your opinion. Yeah. Um. I, I, you know, I didn't really have time to research it in depth, but my reaction was the following. Um. Yeah. I mean. Balaji is is a very very smart guy. I don't think anybody would argue otherwise. I mean, he's a highly educated guy. I think he has a PhD in computer science or in chemical engineering or something. Taught at Stanford for a while before he did a startup or two and sold it to Coinbase, became the CTO, and has since gone on and is sort of like this freelance public intellectual. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, pushing the uh, pushing the sort of network society. Future, yeah, the the, right? the network state, so that rather than you know countries, there's going to be. But he's he's actually quite a doom and gloom kind of person. Like he's he's generally saying we're all fucked. You, we have to put everything in Bitcoin. Like that, he's been saying that message for a long time. See, in, in trading in the trading world, we would call them perma bears. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> perma bears. They're always. Uh, it's always you know no good news was enough. It was all going to come crashing down, and you know eventually things do come down for some period of time, right? So perma bear will be right some of the time, right? If you keep shorting stuff and shorting stuff, and then something crashes, like see, I told you, right? Just like the reverse is true. Right, someone's always bullish, and I always believe. I always bet on the American economy. I always bet on, you know, human innovation. I always bet on, you know, some of the time you're right, some of the time you're gonna be wrong, and it just, uh, just. He predict. I mean, he was on. He was on COVID in the same in the same way that you were. He was like one of the first people to say, "Yep, this is this is going to be a thing." Yeah. So this is going to be two years. This is going to be hardcore. This is going to be everything's going to change. Yeah, and um, he he came out and said it publicly, and so that gave him some credibility, right? Kind of the like the Michael Burry type of credibility. Michael Burry, he's I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly. He was the guy, the Big Short, who oh, was okay. sort of right. the, the the main character, one of the main characters there, um, who who predicted the the housing crisis. Mm. Um, okay, so. My my reaction reaction was also like you know okay when somebody as smart as Balaji and as detail oriented as him comes up with a really strong argument you need to pay attention you should pay attention doesn't mean he's right it's worth it's at least worth you know hearing yeah. out and and everything and I I listened to it uh, I listened to his um, I mean he went on like a bunch of podcasts right like he was all over the place you know, selling a story and say, this is what's going to happen. Right. And I listened to his interview on the moment of Zen and uh, yeah. they get some I watched pretty, that one. You, you posted one? it. Yeah. 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 They got some pretty smart characters over there. So, um, you know, and he made a, he made a good case. Um, I didn't, I wasn't able to see the charts and stuff cause I was listening to it while I was doing cardio at the gym. So I just kind of you know, hear the I reactions mean, to the charts. The the end of the, the the podcast, basically, the two other guys said, you know what? 
we, we, we think you've got the right vector, you just got the wrong magnitude, is what they said. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so my, my, my sense is that I, I, it, it just it seemed a little far-fetched in the end. I was like, which is essentially what I told you. I said, you know what, Dustin, I mean, diversify a, a little bit. And- I love the way you say, buy a Bitcoin or two. <laughs> <laughs> like as if that's just an easy thing to do. I mean, well, by the way, I have just actually leveled up to one Bitcoin, okay. but that has taken a lot of effort. <laughs> Why? Just convincing Georgie? Just, well, convincing Georgie, but also just the the gradual paying, you know, the gradual buying of it, which mm. is so irritating when I actually owned one, which I paid a thousand for, and then I sold it like in like a plonker. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, now I own one Bitcoin, and I'm in it. I probably shouldn't say that publicly, should I? Why? Isn't isn't it dangerous to say that you're a you're a, you're a Bitcoin uh, hoarder? <laughs> Who's that? A, who a dangerous in what way? That there are some people on the internet who don't like people who trade Bitcoin? No, no. Like they'll they'll, they'll like trace you down and like you know like they'll they'll want to uh, come after you and get your Bitcoin. Get your your whole your whole one Bitcoin, your whole twenty six thousand dollar Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, your whole one Bitcoin. Yeah, no, I I think you have other things to worry about. I would okay. put that in your top hundred. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I, I kind of felt that I, I kind of probably had this uh, probably similar reaction to those guys, which was that you know he makes a good case, but sometimes you can make a really good case for something and it still doesn't come true, right? You no, know? and um, uh. I just, I feel like the U.S. government has so much power. They have so much influence that for the whole thing to turn upside down and the U.S. dollar to lose, you know, that much value, it'd just be hard to believe. I mean, part of the thing is when things crash, you know, the U.S. dollar is still considered one of the bastions of safety. So I don't know. I mean, it just it just one of those things. I, I I can't I can't say I have I have this really technical explanation of why I don't think it's true. It just seemed like, um, it just seemed unlikely. It just it just seemed unlikely. I, I wouldn't. It's like I wouldn't run out and buy a bunch of Bitcoin because, you know, the thing is that you would have thought that the Bitcoin price would have, would have responded more to this kind of thing. Right and and it hasn't it hasn't been it it is basically been bopping around twenty six twenty eight thousand range right so so the thing that I thought after uh, first of all seeing that then getting the sort of sane response from you and from some of the other texting Discord members then I I thought you know what something we've spoken about so many times is if people can game the system they will and no one is going to game the system more than these people at the top of the the system, the the Fed people, the people mm-hmm. in the government, and they can game the shit out of that system. So mm-hmm. they are not actually going to, like, it would really hurt them if if something like that happened. So they are just not going to let it happen. They'll do whatever it takes to not let it happen is what it was what my takeaway, my thought. There also seems to be, um, over the last couple of weeks, um, the SEC seems to be really going after crypto exchanges. Oh yeah, I, mean, I haven't followed it in great detail. I've been reading sort of snippets here and there, and I think it's called Operation Choke Point. And there was some law firm that did this big analysis of it, and basically, they're the 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 government is 
finally turning its eye of Sauron onto crypto. And it's I like, th- mm? I, oh, yeah. you're, oh, you're there. Oh, yeah. I think in I, part, I, <laughs> I think in part because of the FTX collapse in that caused that put a lot of egg and a lot of on the faces of a lot of politicians. Because okay. he, uh, uh, Sam Bankman Fried, was giving a ton of money away to politicians, particularly Democrats, buying influence, essentially influence peddling. Right? Yeah. He was looking. He looking. He was trying to come across as this, just this wonderful progressive, um, funder and everything, and um, and all came out of this kind of crypto, almost like a pyramid scheme in the sense that he they were kind of like. Um, how uh, the thing. Madoff took a lot of yeah. money, which are trading it, and then just losing money. You know, they, they there's no you know there was no real firewall between FTX and Alameda, which is this trading firm, and I don't know. So I think that was part of it. I think it's a long term, long time coming, right? I think well, that the the oh go on. Uh, well, also people lost billions in the DAOs, like the the sort of the unregulated DAO stuff, you know, which I think is also. I Quite, think that's uh, I think that's a little uh, inside baseball. I mean, I don't think that's, uh, really? I don't think, think that, I don't think, I don't think that was. If you ask a politician, you know, who had a negative position, a negative outlook on crypto, like, so what's the you know what's the motivating reasoning behind this? Yeah. They're not going to say, you know, people in Dallas lost a lot of money. I just I don't even think they would even okay. know about that. Yeah, no, I can I, I can believe that. I think they would. They may reference FTX, but they might arrest it, reference it in kind of an oblique way. Um, I think um, they would, of course, say, well, you know, it's this unregulated industry and a lot of people have lost money and it's often used for nefarious reasons and da, da, da. it'd be very sort of um, nonspecific about it. But I think the FTX thing was sort of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. But, you know, it's also very much, I think a lot of people on the left don't like it because they view that they view the crypto world as sort of an escape valve from the system. And the left does not want escape valves from the system. They want everybody. I mean, I was, I was thinking about it. Like, if if there was one single issue that could actually tip the scales of um, of uh, an election, it would be to crack down and completely ban crypto, and people are not may not buy Bitcoin, and just like you know nail this the the the, the wells thing that they've uh, put on Coinbase, because basically there are a lot of people. Who I think are probably Democrats, but like who that would really piss them off. They'd be like, "Okay, you're actually going to ban crypto? I don't care about anything else. I will just flip." And that could literally be enough votes to to just make make Republican in. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's, they may not love the Republican, you know, platform necessarily, but they they realize, okay, you know, when any, when any side gets too gets too much power, they become authoritarian. Right, it's 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 such and, a dumb that's, that's thing a, for them to do. But that's what they always do. That's that's mm-hmm. I mean, there. It's about power, right? People want to wield power. The reason they get into politics is because they want to wield power, right? And so, if one side gets feels like they got control of things, um, they will they will wield that power. I mean, we saw the same with Republicans and the war on terror, and you know the no fly fly list and the, the terrorist watch list and the extraordinary condition and the torture and the everything right mm. i mean it's just it, it's it's the 
they're, they're both sides have the capacity to um do sh- to uh become authoritarian go too far yeah they they always, and they always it's, it's not even they they have potential it's like guaranteed it's <laughs> yeah. guaranteed that they will um so yeah i mean you're, you know, i think you're right but I, I think that um the other thing about all this i think that uh uh you know, when we've seen, we saw everything crash in the in the pandemic. Crypto went down too, right? And they said when there's a crash, everything's correlated, right? Because everybody's selling everything to get cash out, right? Because they're having to cover margins, they're having to make sure they have cash for anything else. And you can't really use Bitcoin to pay for stuff, not really. I mean, it's more this sort of, it's like holding on gold futures or something. I mean, it's a sort of yeah. abstract, you know, um, it's a store, it's, va- store of it, value. Yeah. yeah, it's a store of value. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, sorry. And, and finish, so finish, finish so your, I'll just yeah. say is that, and in, in given that, given that it's it holds that sort of, um, plays that role, I just don't see everybody throwing money into into in Bitcoin because the dollar has lost a little bit of value. I th- I just I think it I think it comes across as it's like yet another asset that people have that they're going to sell. The thing I mean the thing that Biology talks about a lot, and um, I don't know if you've seen this, but the Changing World Order by Ray Dalio, the founder of um, yeah Bridgewater, uh, Bridgewater, yeah. So that so that that video on YouTube, the Changing uh, World Order, is quite a compelling video, and um, Biology does keep on posting uh, on his on his feed on his Twitter feed. Look, here's a group of people who are pulling away from the the dollar, who are no longer using it in their transactions. Here's and so like, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, countries who were using the dollar, and everything was going through the dollar, and now they're just transacting directly with each other. Well, I think the 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 last one was uh, like Portugal, Portugal and China, something like that. And it sure was like, Portugal and China. I mean, it was no, Russia, I, China, sure. and Saudi Arabia, maybe doing something. No, I mean, it was it was something. It was it, really it was something like Portugal. I, I don't know if it was Portugal, but it was that kind of a country. And basically, you're saying they've decided to run all of their trade directly with each other and just cut out the dollar. Yeah. So that's that's like called the US, the U.S. dollar as reserve currency, right? Everything has to be transacted in the U.S. dollar. It means you have to hold a certain amount of U.S. currency, right? In in on your balance sheet, which means which which in effect props up the dollar right i, I can't remember so, there's been some estimates like it gives it gives uh the the, the united states like a 15 to 20 percent boost in the value so of the dollar, something like that the ray dalio changing world order is just talking about how you know every hundred years we go through a cycle um and essentially a new country becomes the reserve currency country um and we go through mini, mini, small cycles and big cycles, and the big overall cycle is um, where the country with the reserve currency. What did he say? The reserve it, reserve currency gives you the gives you more capabilities. So you borrow more money, you you build things, you build them more expensive. You pay a less then, interest rate. You, you pay yeah. less interest rate, and so then what happens is people outside get sick of that in other countries. So they built they built the same thing, but for way 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 cheaper. And then it sort of outcompetes you or something like that. Yeah. That was part of it. 
you know, the, the Ray Dalio video is something I've been meaning to watch for years and I never have. I've heard lots of smart people say, oh. we should at least watch this video if not read his yeah. book. Yeah. And I just have not gotten around to it. I mean, mm. I know he's a, he's a big macro thinker and he's a smart guy. And, um, but you know, it's like these, it's like, it's like these concept of framework. He's come up with a framework, right? And, um, frameworks are great, but they're not always right, you know? And they're just, it, it just because something has happened historically doesn't mean it happened again. I mean, the history is, a, you know, the saying, history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. Yeah. But how much it rhymes, what to degree, and over what time span, you know, I, I think you just have to be careful about using the history as a guide to what's going to happen in the future. I think what you, I prefer to think about, I, I've heard to think about things in terms of game theoretic, uh, from a game theoretic perspective. It's like, what are people's motivations? What are their incentives? What capability do they have to act? What are they likely to do? As opposed mm-hmm. to like, well, this happened or this has never happened. I don't know. I mean, it's just, the world is ever changing. It's a complex adaptive system. It's hard to predict. And just looking at it in terms of these sort of static cycles or repetitions or whatever, uh, you know, things that could be new actors, uh, new, new factors at play, uh, you know, I don't know. But I think ultimately in human nature, you just got to look around. Every every human, every company, every nation is acting in its own best interest and is going to yeah. use a variety of methods to maximize its potential future. And... Um, I think that's what you, I think that's the best, most reliable way to look at things. Um, but just to, just to coming back to the um, biology bet specifically, I mean, one thing I think that Jason Calacanis had pointed out on, on Twitter, he was like, you know, how much Bitcoin do you own? Right. Because if you own, if he owns hundreds or thousands of Bitcoin, which is likely because he's been in Bitcoin for a long time. So he probably has a huge amount of it, right? So a couple Bitcoin, you know, are losing a million dollars is may not, he may be fully hedged. So if he loses the bet, but by getting out there and, 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 and marketing this, promoting this, this sort of doom. Bring, brings the value of his Bitcoin up. If he moves it up 5%, 2%, 3%. He's like, he's covered. He's like, dude, all I got to do is clear two and a half percent. I'm break even. Anything above that, I'm in the money. And he may be thinking like, look, you know, this is a reality that we need to embrace. And the more, the sooner that people understand this reality, the better off we're going to be. So I'm ultimately doing the world a favor. But, but, you look at it from a game theory standpoint, like what's in your best, what's in biology's best interest? Biology is nobody's fault. And he is not going to take an unhedged, uh, uh, just um, un, I would say unhedged bet that is, that is, that is high risk. And, and I think, I think this thing is fully edged. I think he's like, it's like betting against Goldman Sachs on something. It's like, dude, they put so much more research in this. You don't know what positions they have. You're bet, you know, you're, you're, they're the smart money. So biology but, but, on this is, the, he's got smart money on this. So, but yeah, I mean, so this is what Mark, uh, was said. Yeah, I think which Mark the, said this. Yeah. Let's go. He, yeah, he, 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 he deserves that, this. Yeah. He's, but, 
yeah, Mark thinks that okay, it's just he's just ringing a bell here. Like he's mm-hmm. it's it's more about just being a bellwether and just sort of showing everyone and getting them to start thinking about this. And something that some friends of mine said is, you know what, a million to biology is probably really nothing. Like it's it's like us betting ten thousand. Like it's something, but it's not. I mean, well, it's like me betting ten thousand. You're in a different you're in a different category, but it's like me betting ten thousand. It's something. But it's 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 not really gonna like be very painful, you know. It, like it's a bet that I could take. That's true. But I think I think Mark also pointed out that he probably has a lot of Bitcoin, so he'll probably. I think he mentioned. Yeah. He, he bet this. So I, I think I think he definitely gets attribution on this because I think Mark probably even said this before I even I even heard um, Jason Calacanis say. You mm-hmm. know, I saw or I saw a tweet from him. So, um, and Mark worked with. Biology at one point, right? You know, in yeah. some way, so he's he's familiar with how biology's mind works, and uh, he's like biology's. He's not. He's he's he's. This position is hedged. He was also saying that biology does this kind of thing, um, and it's it's um, it's like a like an advertising, like like a like a distribution uh, concept, like it's just a way of it's just a way of uh, marketing and getting out there as well. Yeah. Something similar that he's done a few times. Yeah, yeah, I that, I believe it. It works. It works. Okay. Um, so let's let's move on. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, uh, you well, know, you know what? Can we just jump on kind of a side conversation here? Yeah, um, sure. So one thing I've been thinking about is um, frameworks in general. When people mm-hmm. come up with mental frameworks. And they'll say, here's my framework for marketing your company, or here's my framework for growth, or here's my framework for whatever. And people love to create frameworks. Just like, <laughs> just like, because you know what happens when you get a framework, you, you make a name for yourself, right? It's like a, it's like a marketing ploy, right? It's a, it's, yeah. it's, you, you gain status. It's like, um, after, was it, was it, was it John Resick who did jQuery? Am I, am I getting right. his name right? Yeah, he, yeah. Like, Sean oh, Rusick did that. Yeah. So then after he did that, like a lot of people come with frameworks. Like, holy crap! Because he went, he's just a, some no-name coder who created who created this JavaScript framework that was probably not too far beyond what a lot of other people had built kind of on their own to abstract away the different browser DOMs, and um, and they're like, damn it. <laughs> I should have created a framework. I could have made a name for myself and I could have made some money or whatever. I don't know what they thought would happen, but they thought at the very least, you know, I would have I would have been celebrated. Right? I've gone status. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Same with like Rails, Ruby and Rails. So um, you know, and you see these frameworks pop up all the time. I see people always trying to push these frameworks. You know, my frameworks for you know startup growth or something, or and I feel like they're so often kind of bullshit. Like they're sort of like overgeneralized from like a small amount of data. And it worked in some very, very specific context. And people will go, but the, but but they're so they're relatively self-consistent. I mean, they make sense. You read it, go, oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. You're right. But if you're not if you're not unaware of who the person is who's wrote it, like what their background is. It's like, oh, it was a B to B company that was venture funded and this and this and this. You go, okay, that's where that framework would make a little more sense. But it doesn't necessarily make sense outside of that context or something, right? And um, and that's why I think they're kind of dangerous because are da- it's dangerous to take them too seriously because if you're 
a developer or startup person or whatever entrepreneur and you're and you're looking at some frameworks to get some sort of to orient yourself figure out what to do um you may be f- doing the wrong things for the wrong reasons it's almost like a cargo cult kind of situation um because you don't you don't you don't truly really understand the context and what i prefer more than that are, are, is narrative like just tell me your damn story. Don't tell me the lessons or the rules that you learned. You gotta do this, and you gotta screw that. Just tell me your story in detail. Let me make my own framework out of your story. Well, let, because, let me make my own, uh, you know, judgments. Yeah, let me pull my own learnings from because then I can say, oh, I see what they did and why they did that and why it made sense because you don't really understand the why. So much when someone gives a framework, they say you just got to mm-hmm. do this, mm-hmm. and they give like a paragraph two, and they kind of supporting it, but it doesn't give as much. You're not getting as much context from it because the narrative, the story, how things play out chronologically, tells you a lot more. And um, but on top of that, I mean, you really, really you read these, you read these. Someone comes up with a framework, you read it, and you forget it like two hours later or two days later. It's hard to even remember them. But if someone tells you a story, you usually remember. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember I remember the story. I remember how they started it. I I mean, for whatever reason, or, I mean, not for whatever reason, I think sort of from, probably from an evolutionary, uh, for evolutionary reasons, our brains are good at remembering story because that's how information was transmitted from one generation to the next over thousands of years, right? Tens, hundreds, tens so of the, the irony here is, is that you are creating a framework about how not how you shouldn't create frameworks, uh, and I've, your framework is you should always tell a story when you want to get across your framework. Uh, <laughs> I I don't think that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's a framework. I just think I just think it'd be a lot more helpful for for people to rather than trying to cre- to determine ahead of time this is the value or this is why everything worked and this is how it applies to everyone else is just tell your story. Say this is what we did. This is what happened. This is why we did it. This is what we didn't do. I don't have a counterfactual because we didn't do that. This is what we tried. Da, da, da. And then people can go, you know, that these a couple of these things that really apply to my situation. Other stuff, not so much. You know, this is before there was mobile, or this was because I had a ton of funding, or this because of that. And you know, there's a whole things that kind of make the other how things played out may, probably wouldn't have worked for us. But what they did do was really interesting. So and stories are more fun to listen to anyway. They are. That's why. But I just get. That's why I just get. Just like, hey, listen to my framework. I'm like, okay. First of all, this is not going to be nearly as helpful people as you think. Two, it's like kind of like a status play. I'm trying to get some status, right? I'm a. I'm a thought leader. I'm creating frameworks. I'm going to tell you how to do it. You know. And I just think that's kind of bullshit. Every time someone does that, I just kind of roll my eyes. Like, okay, whatever, man. Like, I, I get just just. If 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 everything succeed, if succeed or not, tell your story. And, and, and stories are 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 usually of some value. And like you said, they're more entertaining. I love stories. Like I love I love listening to stories. Which is funny. I remember uh, Izzy said that to me. That she's like, I always know. You always ask everybody why. You guys ask why do you hear? Why do you do this? Why do you do? You know, because I want to hear their story. I, I, I the motivations behind everything. And I just I just find it uh, fascinating to understand people. So we couldn't record a show last week because you were. A, a gymnastics meet with Izzy, was it? Early. Early, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So she um she was at the state gymnastics meet and she did not have a very good meet. So she mm. only got ninth, but she qualified she she, she, she qualified. 
for okay. the uh, the U.S. Western Regionals, which is good. <laughs> she was wow. They, well, you know, it was, it was so. If she's like eleventh, she wouldn't be in. Um, it was actually she had to get she had to get a, a total score, like you had to get an aggregate okay. score over a certain amount, as it turned out. And um, she she what she told us afterwards, so she did bars was her third of it. She did she did well on vault and floor, and then she went to bars and she fell. She never falls on bars, huh. especially the uneven bars, right? She she went around and then she fell and then she tried to get up. She do she tried to come up a shortcut way of getting up and then she couldn't get on. She failed again and then she walked over, rechalked and got on and she got like a seven five, which is a really low score for her. She's never gotten anything mm. below like an eight seven or something in a couple of seasons. And so Sandy and I look at each other and we're like, "Well, that's it." And I'm like, "That's too bad." You know, and then she's crying afterwards. I mean, she and she never cries, but she breaks down. And she she's trying to hold. She's trying to hold back the tears, and we're just like, "Oh, this is a disaster." And we can't go over and talk to you as a parent. You are not allowed to talk to the, the gymnasts. They are in the center area in between with all the apparatus, or apparatus, and you can't. So we can't even go and try and help her. And, and then she's over there warming up for the beam, her last one. And I think she fell off like ten times during her warm up. Like I, she's just falling off, and fall, I'm like, she's done. Her head is just. She was so yeah. She's so just so upset. She's just so upset. Pulls it together. Doesn't have a great routine, but has a good routine. Qualifies, and then his her, the coach came over. She's like, yeah, he qualified. Just no, she caught, she cleared it easily. You know, so that was a, whew, that was a that was a that was a close one. So when you went home, was she happy or like? like sad or like in the end in between like yeah no she no she, she was happy she's happy that she made the regionals i mean you know she'd gotten over the fact that she didn't place at state or do you know because i mean it, obviously it's you know you want to do well you want to win the medal and stuff and she usually wins medals and stuff so it wasn't like the you know end of the world but more important serious more now. importantly was to go to the, the u.s western regionals like that's that's the that's the big that's really what you want to do and uh is it like went. one of her first experiences of of loss in that way that's the first time i've seen sort of like a like a like a breakdown like a full i've seen tears i've seen other girls cry and stuff i've never seen her get that upset i've never seen it so it was like wow you know she doesn't like i said she's she is really a tough customer so i was like a little surprised um but when she when she went when she we were driving on the car ride back and there was a, a girl who we were gonna ride back who's a couple years older who was sort of like um you know sort of like almost like assistant coach you know she was there just trying to get in and she was real positive and real like you know complimentary and stuff. And I think that helped a lot. And so early was, I think she was, she was fine. She was good. And she was just happy that she made it to regionals. So yeah, but last year she, um, came in fourth in state. She did not have a great state, but then she went on, she, and she won first in us Western regionals. So yeah. Wow. It's, you, you Robertses, you're quite an athletic bunch. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, Saint and I were both athletes, so it's it's not surprising <laughs> that our kids are pretty athletic. But Aerley's, um, she's like super, she's super intense about gymnastics. She's like just, I mean, she has the combination of she has athletic ability, but she also just has incredible ambition. She had she had like she has like the ambition that I have. Well, Sandy's very ambitious too. She has this like, I'm gonna beat the entire world kind of ambition, <laughs> but she has Sandy's ability to plan and execute. I'm kind of like. 
Wow. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't plan anything, right? <laughs> it's so, but she's, she's very systematic and stuff. So that, 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 that sort of magnifies the probability of success quite a, you know, quite a bit. But um, this nice. summer I'm going to be going, she's going to four camps at four different universities. Like there's like three day camps. These are what they call high performance. So these are the girls who are at, at the highest levels in gymnastics. And so she's going to go to University of Illinois, Boise State, Southern Utah, and Stanford. And uh, I'm going to go to two of them and Sandy's going to go to two of them. And, nice. Uh, so that's that's how serious she is, right? It's like she's making the rounds and, you know. Do you get um, scholarships for yes. her level of? Okay. Yeah. So, so she's going to be on a full scholarship then. Well, of. okay. So, so, you know, I mean. You know, unlike most sports, soccer, basketball, football, anything else, they have most Division three and Division two schools have programs, right? You, you know, it's like whatever, how many, how many, how many Division three schools are? Hundreds, hundreds of, you know, there are only gymnastics programs pretty much at division one schools. There's like five division three schools and they're like all in Wisconsin oh. for some reason. So it's not like, Oh, I'll just get into a, I, they're all in Wisconsin. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I think it's really big up in Wisconsin. <laughs> I mean, it's like there's pockets where it's really big and I, and I, for whatever, I, you know, I, I don't know why, Wow. but, um, you know, it's not like you get into some nice liberal arts college in the East coast and they got a gymnastics program and you know, some, they just don't have them. So it's like division one or nothing. Right. And division one is, pretty much scholarship. Now they do have walk-on spots, but that's, that's tough to get. And they don't have, I mean, they had like 12 girls, right? It's not like a team of 50 kids. There's 12 spots. So, Jeez. you know, it's, it's, pr- it's really, really, it's really tough. tough, really tough. That's why when, when Airly told us about a year ago, she's like, my goal is to be a division is to get a division one scholarship. And I'm saying that like each other, we're like, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> like you're not even in junior Olympics. You're just an Excel. You're like in the sort of like the semi serious. And I, you know, I've told that's the story on, you know, yeah, podcast, yeah. So I won't repeat it, but you know, I just was like, all right, I, you know, but she's, she's proven over and over again that you don't want to underestimate her. She's just, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, she's got a, she really just to finish this off, she really needs to get to be level 10, which is the intercollegiate level. As a level that the Division One teams compete at by the end of next year, if she wants to get recruited, because as a soft, the summer after the sophomore year is, I think, when when college coaches can reach out and start recruiting, contacting, and you already need to be kind of at the level that their gymnasts compete at, so they can see, okay, does this girl is this girl can she be a Division One division? Uh, can she be a level ten gymnast? Because you might be great level six, seven, eight, but you just can't make that final leap. You just the technical, athletic um, requirements to to do these triple spinning, double whatever is just it's just more than you can either physically do or you can psychologically do. Because a lot of girls just get scared. They just they just they just can't they just can't get themselves to do it. They're just too scared. So you know. As a, as a, as a, as so if you're a, if you're running, if you're a division one coach and you're trying to, you know, have a winning program, you're going to go and say, I'm going to go find girls who have been successful at level 10 already, <laughs> right? You're already winning at level 10. Well, um, we certainly wish her luck. I know, I'm sure that my, myself and all the listeners do. Oh, thanks. Um, so that's good. Um, so what do you want to do, uh, move on to next? Uh, I don't know, whatever. You're the you're the host, man. You you pick. Do you want to uh 
How about the bet? The bet on AGI. So you still think the that you still think that we're going to achieve artificial general intelligence in five years? You say you're you're sounding kind of cocky. yeah, yeah. I I I not only think it like if I I. I would actually like to increase the bet to like ten thousand, but I but I do it. I know you'll say, but you're gonna. I'm gonna make yes. you pay. But I'm gonna make I know you pay. You, that's you're not. I'm not gonna. I'm not paying buying someone's dinner. Oh, just go take that. You're gonna pay me. <laughs> that's the problem. I it's that's too much. It's too much of a risk. So, but but I really really think that it's gonna happen within five years. Yeah. See, I mean, I've, the thing is, the the, the GPT four is extremely useful, powerful tool, but it's just this that it's just running a, a statistical you know token prediction. It's not like consciousness i mean it's a it's it's very powerful but it's not it's not human intent it's not like a, a you know conscious intelligence well this is the thing i mean um you you saw the um the microsoft report that that uh, gpt4 has sparks sparks of uh, agi did you see that microsoft I saw research that, paper i saw that it was some researcher said it yeah. There's also a guy who said that who said that uh, GPT three was a uh, was officially general intelligent before he was fired at Google. That that's right for that's being right. a nutter. Um, <laughs> but have you have you spent any time with GPT four? No. Um, it's it's quite astonishing what it what it comes back like what it comes back with, and even though it does come back with a bunch of bad stuff uh, sometimes, it, it just just. There's so much that about AGI that I find actually fascinating. Like one one person that I think I I would recommend for people to watch is a guy called David Shapiro on YouTube. Um, watching him really reminds me of uh, when the internet first started, and like you had you know I I remember when in '94 when I first heard of the internet and it was like dark room meetups about. Oh, you know, we're going to start. We're going to start an internet service provider. You know, this is going to change humanity. Like, this is going to be this big. And so there were there were all these really big dreams about it. Um, but actually, what it what ended up happening was it 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 was kind of true, but they underestimated how commercialized it was going to get. You know, so the internet is it hasn't been this great liberator. It's been this you know this really commercialized thing. But from my sort of deep dive into the AGI side of things. There are lots of people who think that we are on the brink of AGI. I mean, it's, this isn't just me. This isn't just me. Like, there are lots of people who really, really think it's going to happen. And um, some of the stuff that's that's happening is just insanely good. Um, it's just it's just really, really okay. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. And what? But also Lex Friedman, who talks about AI quite a lot, and I've I've watched like three of his podcasts talking to Ray Kurzweil, um, to two other people who their names don't spring to mind. It's been very interesting listening to them talk about AI because there's a lot there's just a lot of discussion about well, you know, how would you actually know if it, like how do you determine what AGI is? You know, how would you know if something's conscious? Like we can't even we don't even know our own consciousness. You know, we don't we can't even measure our own concept of consciousness. So how do you know that this that that GPT four isn't just the absolute infancy of this conscious level, like talking to a baby? You know, it's like if you look at a baby, you wouldn't exactly say they were conscious. Mm -hmm. But at the same point, like it's this emergence, like this emergence. Um and then the other piece that really sort of is interesting to me is this idea that it's this it really is just these floating point numbers, like this this infinite lattice of trillions of floating point numbers. 
and that 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 are like different weights, different sort of weights about different decisions. Like, it seems to me that it, it's more than just uh, what you what you described there. It's more than just a oh, it's just a train thing. Like, actually, stuff is happening in there that people people don't understand. Like, there is um, new skill sets that we're not trained in, and it's like. Okay, look, it's doing stuff that we didn't train it for, you know? Like it it's just coming up with things, it's saying things. So anyway, long long story short, um I think that we are actually much closer than people think and that it's Did you watch the John Carmack video? No. Wait, wait, so no, you made that you made that from like a year ago? No, no, I I've, I've posted a bunch of stuff in the in the links. Dude, about, I, see here's it. the thing. I'm working, man. I don't know what the hell you're I doing. I got time for all this bullshit. I see you I'm like he's clearly a little distracted cuz he, he's clearly not working hard on a project cuz you cuz he's like, "Oh, what about this? What about that? What about that?" I'm like I mean, this guy There's like a 16-minute clip with Lex Freedom and John and John Carmack. And basically mm-hmm. the point you, you know how John Carmack's he's gone into like that's what he's doing now AGI. Mm-hmm. He he is like, "Look, this is close. He's like, and it's not. It's not just that it's close, but it's it's simple to solve it. Like, we just need to understand a few simple things, and then we're going to nail this. Now, obviously, he's talking about his because that's what he's invested in. That's what his own company. But he seems very, very sure. Like, and if someone like him is 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 saying that, he's like, yeah, that that's why I'm thinking. Mm, this is there was a. I've had a lot of people say we're much closer than people think. I think you should probably read or listen to people who are highly skeptical. Machine learning experts, professors of machine learning who say this is the the people are this is hype that this we're not close that this is just a statistical you know kind of bullshitter parrot and it feels really interesting but it's it's just a this is a parlor game and we don't really understand what consciousness is or intelligence is and this is not it for X, Y, and Z reasons. So I, th- I think that's what's always important to do is when when you have a strong opinion about something is do the hard thing and read the read the contrary opinion from a um, a strong source. That's what I would do. Um, you know, I haven't I haven't spent as much time. I mean, I thinking about this. I think as you have. I mean, I haven't. Um, I've you know, working a lot. I don't, I don't have time to read, you know, a ton, but, um, I have read some, um, but I'm, I'm just, I'm a skeptic, you know I mean? I've, I've talked to a lot of people and I've talked to and a lot of people, friends of mine, they're kind of like you and a lot of people are kind of gee whiz. This is amazing. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to be, uh, a naysayer. I mean, I think it has some, some interesting, um, potential as a tool, I think it will magnify the utility of a lot of services. Um, just, just like the you know taking things onto the internet magnified the value. I think you know this is you know kind of have a can have a similar sort of impact. Um, I don't know if it's going to have as big of an impact as um, the internet, like. You know, are you talking about, a, you know, is AI in general, like, you know, because then you just say, well, that for the next hundred years, you're just talking about this GPT sort of Cambrian explosion that's happening right now. Like, how is this going to play out over the next 10 years? Well, will this be from, like, um, will this be similar to like, from like 1990, 
you know, six to 2006, this 10 year period where yeah. the first, you know, Netscape Navigator came, uh, browser came out to, you know, by 2006, you know, we have Facebook and Google No, I think, and- I think we've gone through that in some ways. I think that, I mean, oh, look at Justin. He's some big AI expert all of a sudden. But like, okay, just you're asking my opinion. So my opinion is it's more like launch of the iPhone to now. So, so think about how the iPhone and smartphones have just like permeated every part of life and then social networks and then TikTok and all those things. It's just everywhere. It's just everything is everywhere. That's where I think we're, we're going with the AI stuff. So I think that, um, everything's going to happen. Like when, when AGI happens, which I think it is going to happen, um, I think that Computer, you know, computers will have assistants, AG, like AGI assistants, who are very, very smart. And okay, so hold on. So when you say AGI, I mean, you, do you just mean a natural language interface that just does stuff? I mean, I mean what's what, what, you know, because in, in in AGI, I should be able to say, look, I want you to build this entire web application for me, top to bottom, just do all this stuff, like everything. I don't mean just like Jarvis. Like Jarvis, build right? the whole thing, build yeah. Math Academy. Okay, right? Are they, like do all this stuff, and it's not even well, it's not even close to being close to that. I mean, it can put you know it can put up like oh, I can write a query here and I can write a few write stuff, but they can't build the whole thing. Can't even build anything, you know. Well, it it's it's not okay on a scale of zero to a hundred. It's not zero. I'm not saying towards it's what not, you just described. I'm not. I didn't say it's a zero, but it's it's okay, not even. But it's not. It's it's. It's um, approaching a twenty-five, you know. It's approaching a twenty-five, like because you 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 can uh, loop it, you know. So you can put a simple loop in, and you can uh, give it like good structured understanding of things, and it can build stuff. It can build complete. I mean, it can build complete iPhone apps, things like that. I mean, that's trivial happened. Ones. Yeah, trivial. trivial stuff. Trivial stuff. But. Um, yeah. So wait. So let me just think about that. So to bi- could you build Math Academy? I'm just I'm just thinking about my bet now with you, the five year bet. Like this this is this what you mean? Um, all the UI, all the back end stuff, all the algorithms, all of the content, all that stuff, everything. But why does it have to be able to to build Math Academy, which is such a, I mean that that's difficult for. I mean, could it could it take the same amount of time that you've taken to build Math Academy? Could 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 this AGI it shouldn't take ha- it shouldn't have five to. years it shouldn't to have learn? to because it doesn't sleep, it doesn't eat, it doesn't get tired. No, but it's still got to discover things. It's still got to discover know. concepts. Like the point is, is it needs to like you needed to learn, you needed to 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 go through different cycles. Like if it's allowed to do that, then yes, I think it can. But yeah. it, I mean, it can't just instantly be like have godlike abilities and be able to automatically know how to solve problems you know, solve all the, all the problems that it needs to learn just like you. Well, I thought it's opinion. already like, learned. I mean, I thought it's already. Well, but it, I mean, it's learned a lot of stuff, but the, the whole point is, is that it can learn more and that it can get better. Isn't that right? Isn't that what AGI is? I don't, I don't think that's the definition of AGI. I mean, you might, I mean, you like, might... ja- like even, even taking Jarvis into account when, when, Iron Man's working with Jarvis, right? He doesn't say, hey, Jarvis, build me this thing. 
and Jarvis goes ahead and builds it. They work together as a partnership. He's like, hey, uh, Jarvis, I wouldn't, aren't I right in thinking that the bonds of such and such and such, you know, if we if we do these bonds and these atoms, it would create this thing. And Jarvis is like, mm, maybe it is. So it's like this, it's not like Jarvis knows how to do it. Like they do it together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, it, but Jarvis would be your definition of AGI, right? Probably. Probably. Yeah, I mean, it would have to have well, I mean, I guess the question is if you're talking about consciousness or not. And that's, that's the thing. It's like, if it has consciousness, then it has to have motivation. It has to have intentionality of its own. Right? And that's, I think that's what scares people. That's what they talk about this letter about slowing, you know, the open letter about slowing AI down or whatever. They're worrying about something that's not only has incredible recursive self-improving abilities, but it has intentionality. Right, it has a motivation of its own because because if you because Chad DP does not have its own motivation, right? It's just a, no, it's, it's just no. predicting a next token. It doesn't have a sense of self, you know, or anything like that. Well, something that uh, John Carmack said uh, was, um, AGI doesn't have to be the same as us. It just has to give the expected results that we think AGI gives. For it to well, be yeah, AGI. and it won't be us. I mean, otherwise, you're just building a it's sort of a replica human. I mean, I, 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 you know, I don't think it has to be us. Um, but I, th- I think, um, I mean, it's it's a tough definition. I mean, I think that's probably something we should boil down on what's a what's a uh, a reasonable and fair definition of AGI, right? I mean, if you look at the brain, right? Isn't the, to our best understanding, isn't it essentially the weights of neurons, you know, and things just, you know, signals sort of passing through and making decisions to pass through based on this, the, the, the learned neuron pathway, mm-hmm. neural pathway. Mm-hmm. And so, so basically imagine you just took that out of your head and that piece and you just like put it on a slab. That isn't a conscious human or anything, but it's, it's the, it's the sort of underpinnings of, of, of what we are. So why, could, why couldn't these large models that have like 500 trillion pathways essentially just be that version? It's like the unplugged in brain. It's like it, it, even though it's just the prediction of stuff, but it still is behaving. Like when you talk to it, it's very hard to tell that it isn't, there isn't a person there. I mean, I've spent a lot of time with the, the GPT-4 now and it's it's really interesting. It really feels like you're speaking to a person. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, why couldn't why couldn't that be uh, the you know just be, just because it started off in a very simple fashion like a baby is very simple why couldn't you just build it more and more and more and more and then all of a sudden oh wow there's an emergent behavior here that that's you know pretty much seems like consciousness well when it gets to a certain size you know I mean it, it, yeah. I I just I, because there's nothing about predicting the next token that is consciousness. There's no self-awareness. There's no, I mean, obviously there's different levels of self-awareness. Like a dog has a different self-awareness than a human, obviously, right? They look at right. the mirror and they don't always really, they don't typically yeah. realize that that's them. <laughs> you know, I mean, they have motivations and intentions and they'll attempt to deceive you and they'll try to get something from, you know, right? I mean, and but they're, but they're less, uh, less of the self-awareness and all that stuff than a, than sort of a you know, chimpanzee does, which has less than us. So there's sort of a spectrum there. 
but um, I don't think there's any semblance of consciousness or self-awareness about it. Now, it may exhibit behavior that can that is similar to what a human can do or, or better in, in some cases, just like, you know, Al, you know, Alpha Zero can beat any Go player in the world. Um, I don't know. But um, anyway, I... I don't want to spend too much time on this because I think this thing has been has been talked to death. I mean, it's like it's like Hacker News has turned into GP two to GPT today. You know, I mean, it's like yeah. I mean, I it's, I'm kind of bored of it because I just can't. It's just like that's all anyone's talking about. And it's just like gee whiz, Chat GPT, gee whiz, look what I did with Chat GPT. You know, and I'm just like God. You know, this is boring. Well. You, I think you should at least have a go of GPT four. Just, uh, just ask it a few things and, and talk to it a little, little bit, because you might just. I mean, I'm sure it won't, won't change your position, but you'll at least appreciate the position of people who say this is this is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, look, but, I mean, I've talked to me. I mean, it's like I, I mean, I, I might do that, but you know, it's like um, Alex is my director of content. Like he used that to help generate some a synopsis of a course and he was really shocked at how good it was and it helped save him a lot of time. And I was like, that's great. You know, it's a tool, right? And well, just before we go off this, this topic, so let me just give you like, this is the thing that I find interesting and sort of revolutionary is the idea that we get to a point where we have something that's a sort of AGI to, to at least the level that I think I, I mean, which is, um, you can just be talking to this thing and it can just help you and it's it's sort of like the Jarvis thing. So imagine that there's that and it's in it's in every computer and it's in every car and it's like in the same way that smartphones you know just became ubiquitous, these AIs are just ubiquitous. And they're helping all the people and when you're when you're going down to code your website, you have to do like, you know, a hundredth of the work. So you're you are creating Math Academy, but you have to do a hundredth of the work. And I truly believe that that is a possibility because I've already used it and it has done a shitload of work for me i mean it's there's already points where it's just saved me hours and hours and hours so you know i'm just imagining this getting better and better and better so does that does this situation um just it, it for example you put you put it in robots and then robots can do jobs and then they can sort of sweep up and then you end up in this situation where um you know most of the drab boring shit that humans have to do don't have to be done by people anymore you know um it can be done by ai and, and robots and automated systems and like you know what what does it mean for society like that's what i find quite interesting is that there really is this possibility of a lot of people not needing to do that work anymore you know i'm not saying they're going to all lose their jobs but they're just going to be like infinitely more productive you know it's like having like a thousand little interns who are all phd level at your beck and call to just do stuff that you need like what's like do you think don't think that i mean to me that that is like a different world like that's just a that is not society as we know it you know that is a different kind of society it's like from pre-iphone to post-iphone like society was completely different pre-iphone to post-iphone if you have a society where you have just these incredibly intelligent systems helping everyone all the time do everything it's just a different society yeah i mean i'm i'm not saying it won't i'm not saying that it won't be transformative and i'm not saying that it, it won't be ubiquitous that's different than saying calling it agi so yeah i mean 
impact could be massive. Utility could be massive. Um, ubiquity could be massive. That doesn't mean it's AGI. So it's just, we have some great tools. True, the iPhone, true. the internet are not AGI. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I think what will happen is they will have enough general intelligence that they can operate within a narrow framework much better than our current tools, which are very brittle and have and are extremely narrow in terms of what they can right. do. So, um, but, you know, there's a, so there's a couple of different questions. So we're kind of off the AGI thing. You're, we're kind of talking about, like, you know, what do I think the impact will be on society or if it's good or bad? I, I mean, just just the impact of, like, this... Okay, so so right now, uh, uh, people who are like knowledge workers, mm-hmm. like there's there's a huge section of society who are knowledge workers and contribute a huge amount to the GDP, and they earn all earn money and all that kind of stuff. But when ninety percent of what they do is like commoditized <laughs> to the point where it's completely free, like that is going to change society, right? And that that that's just on the knowledge worker section. But then also when you talk about McDonald's, I mean, if you have a, let's say you have a McDonald's, I mean, you're only going to need one guy to run McDonald's. Everything else is going to be robots. And yeah. Well, okay. Well, robots is a different thing. <laughs> Robotics is hard. I mean, the the mechanics, mechanical engineering required. Are you there, Justin? Looks like you dropped out. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. You there? Uh, okay, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, robotics is is a long way from being uh, solved. Um, I mean, we've seen like the Boston Dynamics demos, which are pretty amazing. But right. I still think we're a ways off where you have like you know, a robots at McDonald's making the fries, okay. and you know, or at least well, but you have you have examples of these sort of automated, you know, restaurants, and you have you know, but it still seems like it's that still seems a ways off, and that's that's different than something that's not general. Yeah, then like there are automated uh places where you can get burgers and stuff but it's it's like just a machine the only thing it can do is like flip a burger Very limited, it, yeah. it can't be a, it's not a human humanoid with yeah yeah i hear you yeah, yeah. so okay. um so i think it's it's i think that i think the robotic stuff is further out i think that's harder yeah um, um i'm not saying we won't get there either but it's just harder and i think um but i, I think it'll be easier to automate um like you said some of the knowledge work but I think what will happen in a lot of cases is um, you'll just people will be much more productive as opposed to um, uh, you know one person could get done like you said get done in a, a day what they would have taken a week to do or something like you but it, but it won't be everything right like you 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 don't find the same productivity boost in everything you're doing there're just some things like okay here's a here's a situation where I can really make use of ChatGP to help me out. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's obviously useful in the obvious things like writing. Like, let's say, for example, I'm going to do the SEO for George's website. I'm going to be able to use ChatGPT, and I'm going to be able to create a lot of great content using that. But it's also, I found it useful in coding. In like, you know what's the good thing about when when you're with a paired programmer, and then it helps you through roadblocks, Mm because you're just like, oh, I don't really know how to get past this. I literally just ask it the same questions I'd ask a human. Like, how how do I solve this? And it just comes back and says, oh, well, have you been thinking about this and this and this? And I'm like, holy shit. No, I wasn't thinking about that. And that's exactly what the problem mm-hmm. is. So that, so it's really helped me in those ways. And it helps you in the writing ways. But I think like, um, that's just a very limited way of looking at it. Like, It, it can do 
a lot. Like you can plug it into a lot of different things. It can help in a lot of different ways. It's almost like you it what can't it do? You know what I mean? Um, but just right now, the only interface is an input box and an output. But man, they've plugged in APIs. They've plugged in. Um, they just recently did the plugins so that it can talk. It can pull live data from the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just going to be. It's a Pandora's box. Shit, man! It's going to do so much. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting though. As you talk about it generating SEO, right? Oh yeah. Well, then you have AI is just going to. Um, so so. If I know all the marketing emails and all the marketing content is just generated by an AI, I'm not going to read it. I have my AI, AI read it, right? Just, 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 just give me, just boil this down, right? So you're oh, AI, yeah. you're going to use a handful of sentences to write ten pages of bullshit. The AI, the AI is going to send it. My AI is going to take the ten pages of bullshit, boil it down to a few sentences, <laughs> right? So it kind of obviates. You know, it sort of just it removes the need for SEO, right? And search, right? This is because it's like it's just thing. bullshit generators, bullshit eliminators. But but the deeper the, the deeper that you go into this rabbit hole, the more you realize, holy shit, this is going to change stuff. I'm just going to show you one quick thing, right? Mm-hmm. So this is this is just a thing. I I, I was doing a demo for th- for Thorsten. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you know our friend Thorsten. And so he's always wanted to write a book about friendship. So I wrote about into ChatGPT. Yeah, okay. friendship. He's he's interested in friendship. Okay. So I wrote uh, this prompt. This is the only thing I wrote. I would like to write a fifty thousand word book about friendship. Can you help me come up with a structure, research the content, and also and write it? <laughs> I don't want to. What I meant was just, can you generally help me over the long term write it? This is what it came back. Of course, I'd be happy to help you create the structure and outline. So then it came back. Here's a structure introduction, the science of friendship, the different type of friends, building strong friendships, the friends and mental health, the role of technology in friendships, friendship across cultures, friendship at different life stages. And then it goes into each one. Okay, introduction. Briefly introduce the importance of friendship. Share your personal experiences and motivation for writing the book. Like, I mean, that, <laughs> you know, this is this is not just words on a page. They're a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. This is like, insanely germane to that one simple question friends and mental health discuss the role of friends in promoting mental well-being explore the impact of friendship on coping with stress and depression research ideas studies on the effects of social support on mental health and so you know the, you know finishing up with this outline and chapter breakdown you can start researching and writing your book on friendship remember to include personal anecdotes and stories from others to make the content uh, relatable and engaging and this isn't a fucking search result this is you type in a sentence and it comes back with that (laughs) you know (laughs) well what's going to be interesting is if if i know a book was just generated by an ai am i really going to want to read read the book i'm really going to pay for that right it's it's really that's what's going to be interesting about it is like i I think what will end up happening is there'll be like kind of a no ai movement kind of like the anti-gmo movement or something like that (laughs) people are that's so true yeah but People won't be able to tell because here's what you can do. I could feed it my blog, like all the things that I've written over the years, and I can make it write in my style, and it just does it. Like mm-hmm. it will write in my style. It will be the same. It'll have can, the same I, grammatical issues. It's have the same grammatical errors, and like I, <laughs> I can like, but I can think the stuff through. Like so, you know, as you can see, like I'm thinking the stuff through, but something. Well, no, I just. Uh, yeah, I'm just. I, 
it is way it seems and appears way more than just a, a like a, a a token prediction thing that's that's all i'm just saying mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. when you interact with it it's like oh wow <laughs> and i think i think that's what the people are saying. that's what that's what like elon musk and was saying is like is like you you need to be careful of this <laughs> because it's like this was another thing that was that uh, one one guy said that i thought was interesting we understand with the brain we kind of understand oh that's the limbic system oh that's this system oh that that you know that's how these are all the things that make up the brain and why we do stuff and this is where fear comes from and this is where we have no understanding on that level about what's happening inside those floating point numbers we just know it's doing good stuff and we don't have any deeper understanding that when we train it 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 comes back with with huge things like this like an infinite number of things like this mm-hmm. like so that's why they're they're a bit worried because it's like okay it really seems so the question you know, is are they worried about the uh, taking over the world or are they worried about it just eliminating jobs i mean people worry about it on different levels there's definitely an entire um cult-like dooms doomsday movement that's basically thinking okay this is skynet we we're we're literally willingly walking into skynet right without understanding how the innards of it's working mm-hmm. and we ju- we keep on making it better and more Skynet. and that's the reason why that letter was wrote written by the 500 people and elon musk sign um because they're just worried because so they're, they're that the people and then there's other people who yeah they worry about it taking jobs but i think i don't think that's a serious concern because anytime new technology comes out like i mean crap when the telephone came out you could have said oh this is gonna put all the telegraph workers out of out of work like you know when the car came out oh this is gonna put all the people who ride horses out of work you know like th- there's always new jobs and new things like so th- this is going to just create a whole new level of workers in different ways well i mean i don't know I mean, if it's truly art if, if you believe that it's truly agi that what if it can do anything that a human can do it can do it cheaper faster and better right in which case, what the hell do you want the what do you need the human for at all? And that's that's kind of the 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 thing that I've really been thinking about is it it gets us to that post scarcity situation that I remember I said oh once they invent the I've said this a few times once we invent the replicator there's just going to be no need for money there's going to be no need for anything because we can just like replicate stuff and like mm-hmm. we'll just have to find other reasons to be happy like you know write books or whatever. I I actually think that's going to come sooner than I thought. Like, not that cash is going to go away, but just that a lot of people are just going to not have to do this the the hard work that they do anymore. So I actually think that'll create more problems. I think when you have people who have nothing to do, they have no real purpose. Then they're just going to spend a lot of their time just um, uh, nursing grievances. Political grievances, ideological grievances. Um, I think you. I think that's that's that. Beca- that'll become an issue because you know it's like the 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 idle hands of the devil's workshop. And you have all these people who have nothing to do. There's no reason for me to do anything other than to just, at you know, at most entertain myself. I think. Well, we can prove we can prove if you're right or wrong because there's already a huge case study of people like that, and they're called retired people. Yeah. Well, but but you also have the confounding so, factor that they're that that they're older, they have lower energy. A lot of them are of right. ill health. Of course, as you get up, they're ill health. Um, 
there, you know, helping out with grandkids and things like that. I mean, you know, it's, um, but you know, the one thing you used, you would, you would say like, oh, you know, people will just become art, they'll become, everyone will become an artisan and a poets and stuff. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Most people do not create anything. They don't have a creative bone in their body. You know, they just watch, you know, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune on TV. You know, I mean, they don't mm. do shit. And uh, I think you you could uh, if if it came to that came to pass, I think you have a lot of people who are, are, are without purpose, right? And when you don't have a purpose, that can create a lot of misery. People think that people think they don't want to do anything, but that gets old real fast. You know. Yeah, I think it's old real fast. It's like, I, why but am like, I here? Why? Why does anything matter? I don't. Nobody care. I'm not needed for anything. I'm just kind of like, what's what are my kids don't aren't needed for anything? Why would I even reproduce? I mean, it just it comes up raises all kind of of existential problems. And you think people? I mean, there's a lot of you know sort of mental problems that have you know mental illness that have resulted from um, people who are you know constantly online and disconnected from community and don't really have any close friends and they're just online like i said nursing grievances fighting with people on twitter or what or reddit you know like those people are not healthy these are not this is not good the the, the amount of people whose happiness levels have dropped um people's willingness desire to, to to reproduce and have families to you know it's just it's created a lot of problems and if if this takes it to the next level it could be a it, that could be a huge problem and that's and that's when i when i present this to you i'm not presenting this to you as in oh wow i really hope this thing comes to pass um there's like at least 50 percent of me who's like actually i'm quite stressed that this thing is going to come to pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so while I may while I may win the bet, it's actually not good, and and it has to be so carefully managed. You know what happens? It's it's really quite quite a big deal. What? And that's why I think it's worth people looking into it and researching. And I think one place to, to start is, and you you might not like him. Um, and I'm sure you won't watch him, but just to listeners, check out David Shapiro on YouTube because he's. He's a very opinionated person, and his he's literally his his purpose is he states his purpose is to bring about post scarcity <laughs> through through AI research. But I think it's just interesting to watch him, just because this is what these people who are like at, at the forefront of this are thinking about, and um, it's just it's a bit scary, and but it's also very interesting. Yeah. But again, what I described happening, we've talked about post scarcity. That does not ha- that can happen without AGI. It doesn't have to be yeah. a truly conscious, fully artificial yes, general yes, intelligence. I you could just these, 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 these tools become powerful enough, and uh, why and, and ubiquitous enough. We could we you, you know you could get a situation where it's like yeah, like most of the stuff that people were doing, they don't need to do. I totally agree. So we, I think we have different definitions of AGI because all I'm talking about is a machine that can just do most of the things that people can do. I'm not really talking about something that's like, oh, I think therefore I am. That's which that's, is, I think, what that's, what, that's what that's I what that's what consciousness, like your tr- true yeah. intelligent conscious intelligence. That's that's what I think of AGI, not just you know something that can do a variety of tasks really well. Anywho, that's the AGI conversation. Okay, um, we'll we'll uh, we'll cap that there. Um, I'll just quickly say, uh, play strong. Um, 
uh, Georgie put on a, 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 um, a play conference called PlayCon 2023 and we sold tickets to it and um, we sent it out to uh, her mailing list, um, Tina's mailing list and uh, Facebook and stuff. And we made, well, let me just have a look at the dashboard here. We made. Oh well, that's we made that's twelve dollars. <laughs> We've made zero this month. How about how about this? Last twelve. Wait. Thirty-six thousand. How much of that is net for you guys? Well, it's yeah. So it, because we've we're we're giving a percentage away to um to the speakers um, that she's bringing, but um it's going to be a decent a decent amount. I don't know the exact percentage, um but it's going to be going to be pretty nice. But but the point that I take away from this is not that we are earning thirty six thousand, is that PlayStrong has just a huge amount of potential. It really brings it home to me, you know, that it's it's the right thing to be thinking about. It's like, okay, look, that just putting this thing together was, it just took like an afternoon of me and Georgie are fighting like cats and dogs to make the homepage and make it look the way we, you know, we, we both, it, it, and funny thing is we always fight so hard when we, when we build these things, but then it ends up being really good. You know, it's pretty. So, um, you know, just a day of that work and then just pushing it out there. And then it's like 36,000 in a month. It's like, this is a space. This is a good space. This is a good thing. So you're welcome. <laughs> you're yeah. welcome. Yeah, because I was the one who said, dude, what are you doing? Quit screwing around with list. This is obviously when you spend you should spend your time on, you know, because right. you want to create financial independence. This is clearly the way to do it. You know, I mean list is yeah. list is a fun project, and then you can always work on it or anything else, but Right. You know, if you want to, you want to make a dent financially, like this is, you know, it's like, you know, double down on what's working. This is working. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, well, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you guys are doing, it. I mean, but you still haven't even put that much time into it. Uh, no. And that's the thing is, like, you're I'm, like, I've, we know it's money. I'm like, and like, how much time have you put in? Like a few hours here, a few I'm, hours there? Like it's still, I know, I know. It's because I, because my day jobs, the modern teacher and true space have really been taking up my time. So I had to, I, I'm, I'm done my major push with with modern teacher, which because, you know, I was re, rebuilding the system from PHP, from Laravel 5 to Laravel 10. Um, so that's all done. That's deployed. I actually deployed that uh, last night in the wee hours of the morning, like an, that was a year and a half's work, uh, you know, to get there. And now I just have to do something similar with the true space platform, um, which I, th it's not going to take anywhere near that amount of time. And then I will get a lot of free time. So I'm thinking in about probably in about two weeks to a month, I will be able to go really deep in this SEO stuff I'm talking about to create like lots of pages of information. What's amazing is you can say this. Sorry to bring bring ChatGPT. Hold on a second. Can you, you can you stop sharing this screen? Oh yeah. What's amazing okay. is you can say you can you can literally say something. If I was a if I was um, interested in becoming a new play therapist, no no, let me rephrase that. I want to write content for new play therapists. Can you outline like the ten most important? Uh, uh, 
areas that that they need to think about to do that and it will give you the bullet point list and then you can say okay now can we go deeper into this one mm-hmm. you know and so i'll be able to just write using this and then i'll be able to run that past georgie she will edit it and say that makes sense or that's ridiculous so it's going to be so much faster at creating that stuff that's great anyway that's yeah. great until seo dies completely as a result of chat gtp seo uh, well well but no but but there's so many people like i mean pretty much 99% of society is not using ChatGPT, is still using Google, and still typing things like, how do I become a play therapist? <laughs> it's going to be so useful for right. them. You yeah, know? so it's funny. Interesting. It's, it's really interesting. Well it'll, there'll be a flip where yeah. you, you know, there's no point in Google in SEO because you're just going to ask ChatGPT, right? Well, it, that, that will flip at some point where people will just start talking directly. But that is... I think that's a ways off. I like, mean, that's like a couple what, three, of years four off. Four mi- months. <laughs> You're thinking <laughs> no, think uh, so. July, August. I mean, what are we? <laughs> well, I mean, it is really interesting. It is so many consumers are like using it, like millions. My sister's using it. My sister in Ireland. I mean, when I mentioned it to her, she's like, "Ah, I've been using it for ages." <laughs> so it's like sounds like she's a southern accent. <laughs> um. Anyway, well, that's good. Well, that's 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 good. I mean, I. I'm glad I'm glad you're you're focusing on it. I think uh yeah. I think uh I think you guys can make a good business out of it, you know? I mean yeah, it, and it doesn't have to be a massive business to be a big success cuz it's just you guys, right? I mean and it isn't a business that's really threatened by the whole world uh, turning into AIs. Um because I mean, yeah. every business eventually is threatened by that, but in the short term, it's not near-term threatened, right? I mean, it's like yeah. near-term or long-term threatened, you know? It's like, you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, just, yeah. Okay, sorry, there is one other thing I wanted to say, a thought that I had. Um, math is the new PHP. Because it, for, for, for JV, math is the new PHP. Because like, if it is going in this direction, it's like, what is the only thing in the world that's actually going to have value that can understand the base of everything? And that's math. So that is basically, I am going to go very hardcore into math and I'm going to do it through Math Academy. And I just want you to know that that is definitely, J- math is going to be JV's new PHP <laughs> and I will get into math. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Or it's going to be like one math. of your workouts or diets that lasts exactly three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's like that's the possible. it's like the three to six week range, you know. If you're really serious, go six, probably. Three. But it does it does seem to me like math is the absolute fundamentally smartest thing to get into, if we're going into a world like this. Well, the reality is, I mean, there's a lot of people who really make money when not really understanding things, selling things, pitching things, people going on and giving seminars and conferences on how to how to turbo boost your business or sales with. AI, you know, I mean, there'll be a lot of people who don't really understand um, anything, but I think having having an in-depth understanding of how this stuff works requires having an in-depth understanding of um, machine learning, which means you have mm-hmm. to understand statistics and probability and uh, multivariable calculus and linear algebra and other things. And it just so happens we have a course called Math for Machine Learning. <laughs> and exactly. all just so happens yeah. we have a three core sequence that builds up to that it starts with fractions called mathematical That's foundations exactly one, two and three exactly which you know exactly. it's funny sandy sandy mentioned it today um yeah because we've we got a couple you know i don't know what you got a couple accounts today or yesterday and she's like 
She's like, yep, got another got mouth foundations, another one mouth foundation. Like that's, you know, and um, I was like, it's funny because I really thought that the adult market was like 5%, 10% maybe, but it's like half. Half of your business. And probably, you know, it's in that ballpark now. I, You know, and there's a statistical air bars around it so you know i don't i don't know exactly but it's it it just it, it feels like it's probably half right now i always i always thought i i to be honest you were the one who kept on t- telling me no no it's it's for kids it's for kids and i i would because i was always imagining and assuming it was for adults you know um so to me it's like no, I I get it. Well, I mean, it I makes sense to me. You know, I was I wanted to be for everyone. You know, it's like YouTube is everyone. Yeah. Google's for everyone. I mean, it's yeah. You know, you can we ha- and and we do. We have first graders on it, yeah. and we have retirees on it, and we have everybody in between. Um, and um, but I you know I just I just I just I'm just a little I was just a little surprised. A little, I'm a little surprised by the 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 magnitude, the size of that market i mean it could change it could be like well, once we start marketing to homeschool families yeah that might just you know or something like that it might be such a rich market you know that it's like in the distribution of but that they, space is so much easier that it just you know but that's just about marketing it's not about it's not about product market fit like what who the product could serve like the fact is math academy can serve all the kids and it can serve all the adults yeah. Like it's just gonna, it's just got the potential to be effing huge, you know. Well, that'd be nice. So, I did, you know, I mean, <laughs> that'd be nice. Uh, um, talking about that, what is your subscriber count right oh, now? Oh, I mean, I, I don't it. think it's moved much for the last few weeks. I mean, we're still like at, I think we have like, you know, four twenty-five, give or take, give or take. Okay, so just slightly, slightly getting closer to the five hundred. Yeah. So what happens is, is it's sort of a ratchet effect. We we get some comment on Hacker News. We get, you know, 75 or 100 new or 100 and some odd accounts. Then those start to, those start to uh, turn into, like, somebody finds it, like, hey, this is cool, and they tell their buddy, oh, I mean, you should go check this out. And then we get some, or, you know, hey, I just got my daughter on this. You should put your son on it. We were just talking about how they need better math instruction or whatever, right? So there's a little bit of, you know, uh, I think word of mouth, and then the churn starts to happen where it's like um, people realize, oh, I just don't have time for this. Like the number one reason, it's almost—I would say it's the only reason, but it's like eighty-five, ninety percent of the reason is because um, we ask, like you know, you know, when they cancel, just, can you just tell yeah. us why? And they say, you know. They usually say, "Oh, it's a great product," or really like just 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 don't have the time right now. We just don't have the time right now. Yeah, and that's basically what it is. Because it's it's kind of like this. It's like they go on there and they read it and they go, "Oh, wow, this thing has like uh, you know, it's like super efficient learning. It's all self paced. That sounds really cool." And they get on, they go, "Oh, like it's actually work. It's work. I mean, it's 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 like <laughs> if you it's like if if you said." You're kind of been thinking, you know, I gotta, I gotta get better shape. I went to the doctor. I got, I got, I gotta just, I gotta lose thirty pounds or whatever, right? Like I just gotta get serious. And you see this gym. It's just there's nothing on the. It just says gym <laughs> fitness. And you're like, we're and it says we're awesome. And you're like, okay, like 
screw it. And Jason told me I should go sign up, right? I, so I go in there. I, I kind of peek in there. Like people are doing stuff. And the, and the, and the person in the front desk kind of says, Oh, yeah, well, you know, just sign up and it's 30 days. But you're like, Okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get in there and you realize it's CrossFit. And you realize these bastards are like doing an hour and a half of like high intensity Olympic lifts and all this stuff. And it's like crazy for an hour. And you got to, and, and, you're, and you're expected to come like pretty much every day, like five, six days a week. Mm. You're like, Damn, man. This like, is what? <laughs> I I want to get better shape, but like I I just I I just I don't know, man. Like I don't know if I could come so what here. Can you right? What like how are you attempting to uh, alleviate that? Like are you are you giving any uh, dopamine hits that can alleviate that? Well, problem? a couple things. Um, one, I, I should start off and say this: we are not going to be for everybody. I'm not going to do fake math education. I'm not going to pretend you're learning and tell you're learning when you're not really learning anything. Because there's plenty of sites out there like that. And I don't, oh. I'm not going to do that. We we know yeah. that. We know that you're not right. going to do that. Yeah, you don't get an A for showing up. <laughs> you don't get a C for showing right. up. Um, and because um, it has to mean something to me, it, it, as far as I'm concerned. Like it has, it has to have integrity. Um, so it, it's it's it, 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 so it's it's almost like you, you run this this like really successful club soccer club, right? All these fan troops, and people show up and they're like, "Yeah, my kid was like all star in AYSO, and he just loves soccer." And you know, a couple of his friends are doing club. Really think that we should. We're it's time for him to do club. And you're like, "Okay, you sign him up." And then and then the mom comes back a few weeks later. And she's like, "You know, I just think this is a little intense for him." It's just, you know, it's five days a week and we travel on the weekends and it's just, there's a lot of pressure and there's no guaranteed playing time. And it's just really serious. You're like, okay. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I, this is never going to be AYSO. This is for, for, for athletic kids who are really serious about soccer because that's what it is. If you just want to go practice once a week, everyone gets to play at least half a game, whatever, do AYSO. It's great. It's great for that. You know? But that's not what we are. It's not what we do. And it's fine that so plenty you, of people so you, are going to be I, like, this is just a little too, this is a little too much. It's, a little, it's required too much from us. So you're not going to do anything to try and keep those people. Is, is that what well, you're I saying? Well, I just want this? to put that like, out there first. Okay. So okay. just understand my position on this is um, we're, we're not going to water things down and we're not going to try and create some sort of bullshit lightweight version of thing just because there are people who just don't want to do any work and i'm fine with that but i'm not interested in really helping you okay but Go if on, you're like it. okay i'm i'm like i'm all in like we're do it like i'm not gonna say you have to train five hours a day but if you can't do at least 20 minutes a day five days a week like just don't bother like what are you doing that you go to a trainer right. and say hey i want to get shape and you're like he's like all right so you want to come what three days a week he's like i'm thinking once a week for like 30 minutes. He's like, dude, what are you doing? Dick, don't waste my time. Get out of here. Like, well, no, no, about okay, totally. So, okay, I'll come twice a week for 20 minutes. The guy's like, just. But you're still talking about this. <laughs> what I want to know is like, like, how are you going to, yeah. like, what, 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 how could you keep yeah, more people? But I'm just trying to understand. I'm just, I just, I think you, <laughs> I, I would understand I how I'm thinking about this. Okay. Yeah. And I think 
there's a reason why people want to go to MIT. Because it's the real right. shit, right? If you go to MIT and you get a degree from there, it is you you really know what you're doing. Okay? And it means something. Math Academy is going to mean something. If you can complete one of our courses, you know it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it's imp- that's why it's important to have integrity and not right. try and make people feel good about whatever. And so that's why I'm not totally worried when I tell when I say saying that, it's like some people turn on me, that's fine. You know, it's like a lot of people think they want to learn math, but then they realize they don't want to do any work. That's fine. You know, I'm not gonna try and talk you into it. Right. If your trainer has to talk you in to come in more than once a week, it's a fail. It's just whether it's going to fail in one month or two months, it's over. Okay. Okay. So you are not going to do anything to try and keep those people. Okay. So now I'll tell you the second part. (laughs) Okay. Because you spent a long time on the first. Well, because I think it's important. It's like what they call like, what's your product position? What's your strategy? Like, like, this is the the positioning. (laughs) All right. Um, So, um, because, look, if you pro- if you position yourself in the right way, then people will tell other people, like, oh, man, you got to do Math Academy. Like, oh, I'm just like, yeah. dude, I'm serious. Like, you you said you were serious. You got to do Math Academy. And then you hear other people say, oh, I thought you did Math Academy. Yeah, it's too hard. My daughter, just she just didn't have time for it. Like, oh, okay. Like, they stick in their head. Like, okay, so this is the real thing. So people who are serious come to us. People who are not go to other places. <laughs> okay. So. you, you in, in other conversations, you have told me, <laughs> you have told me to tell you, when you are talking about one thing for too much, okay, like, okay, I'm telling you, you've you have you've got that message across. Okay, message received. Okay, message <laughs> yeah. received. Um, okay, so the message is Jason means business. Is that the okay? All right. Um, I think there are a lot of things that we can do to help with the dopamine hits, and I think one yeah. of the most important is this: we need to showcase students who have had incredible success and, and learned a ton of math in a short period of time. Cause I'm like, you know, when people are quit, you know, quit, they're like, Oh, you know, my daughter, I'm like, you have no idea what you're giving up. You have no idea. I mean, we have kids that started with pre-algebra at the beginning of last school year and are now finished AP calculus and are halfway through linear algebra in less in a year and a half. Two years. I mean, they were like learning what sixth graders were doing. And in less than two years, they are where like sophomores in college who are STEM majors are doing. Seriously, what kind of decision is that? Uh, you know, it's just like, that's that's kind of what goes into my head. It's like, I get it. Like, if you don't care about math, like you don't have to care about math, right? You don't have to care about soccer. You don't have to care about weights. You don't have to care about anything. But understand it's not just well you know my daughter's getting like a c and you know we think maybe we see plus in math we think maybe a little math academy get her up to like a b plus an a no that we can take your daughter and put her through six seven eight nine years of math in like two years totally transform her academic trajectory so that she is just way beyond everybody else so that's so that's how, how i'm thinking about it like it is so transformative it is unbelievable to me who people who think they cut out math and they just like well you know i just kind of don't want to like but push but it. maybe they just don't know that's what i'm like saying. You're saying and you, that's that's yeah. what we need to emphasize right 
And that, but that's the sales side. Because I have your... kids who've done it, and I have at least one texting listener whose daughter is on it, and he's kind of nodding and smiling, going, you know, because his daughter has done so, this. So that's the sales site. So that's what you need. You, you need case studies on the sales site. You need to to get permission from the parents to have the have the kids on the site to to discuss their journey and and show well, how I much th- it's I changed. I think what's actually better than that is having a case study, sharing that email that has like a quick summary. See yeah. how blah 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 went from this, and they go, "Oh my god!" Yeah, you know, yeah. look at how this kid blah blah blah, and they're just like, "Wow!" And then maybe click on it, and there's a longer thing, or maybe even like a, a video entry. Yes, and they're just like, "You have to kind of because what happens is you can tell people things, but they can't really picture. They don't really understand. They don't. It's like they don't really believe it." Like you say, oh, well, we can learn, you know, because we're on our, on our front page, we're saying, well, you learn math four times faster. They're not really thinking, they think, oh, it's just like, you know, my my son's in algebra one and like this will make him just get more efficient. It's like, no, no, dude. There, there is no way they are thinking what, you, what you've achieved. But there's also, by the way, no reason for them to think that because you, you, you definitely have not made that like abundantly obvious. So you totally should. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it is, it um, is that's, just unbelievable what some of these kids have done i mean it, it, it just but blow your mind but that's not that won't give them a dopamine hit that'll give them the grand quest which is a different concept which is which is good which is just as good in a different kind of a way you know to really believe that's possible but you you need to do the same thing with adults as well but this does bring me back to the like th- this is like a segue but like when are you going to launch this thing like that, the you know, when are you going to do marketing, the full marketing site, and launch this thing? Because it was going to be the middle of last month. Yeah, we're working on it, man. I mean, you know, we're working on it. We're 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 you know, we we've done a ton of stuff over the past, you know, you know, whatever months. I mean, it's uh, it's just like you, it's just um, you got to get everything right. You can't, you can't. You can't um, push before you're ready. Otherwise, you get slowed down in tech support problems, right? I mean, um, so here's one of our big issues, and I mentioned this before, is the diagnostic and the diagnostic report, right? We've yeah. talked about that. So um, I basically finished the V1 of that, which is like a yeah. really nice email. So what I decided to do is just do a, a pure email, not do like a PDF thing, like just get, uh, an email that has all the difference. Oh, so this is the the thing that you could open up on the Hacker News uh, Show HN potentially. Yeah, but okay, it doesn't great. have a um, an associated uh, PDF with it. I mean, that I think the PDF really would be kind of lock it down when they have to have mm, something yeah. and they say, "Oh, I got this," and I showed the te- my my son's teacher. Agreed. It's like getting a white paper. You know, like you 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 you'll give away an email address to get like a PDF white paper kind of thing. It's like that type of concept. Yeah. I so, decided yeah. to do the email first because we needed something, and yeah. it was sort of like he, you didn't want the enemy, the great, to be the enemy of the good, right? It's like okay, I want all this amazing stuff. Like to just get something, right? And um, the email really is like an eighty twenty. It really it gets all the information across. Let me see. I think I could show you. Yeah, I'd love to see. Do do click on share. Yeah, I am. One second. Um. Oh, th- this is good. This is really good that you've that you've done this. That all that you're so far ahead on this piece. Um. Okay. Let me. 
Yeah, that's good. Because you're not sitting on a gold mine. You're sitting on a plutonium oh. mine. <laughs> okay, so I'm supposed to share. Where am I supposed to share this? Oh, there we go. Share. Uh, there's like a okay, little share. share button. Yeah. Okay. Let me um hold up. Let me bring this out to a separate window so that... I'm, sen- I'm really sensing the frustration that you feel that that it that, that it isn't obvious the value that that math academy brings okay you see here I'm really you see here that. yeah so this yeah. would be an example that would go to the student like it and, and what it shows and how it says it is it's, it's all different depending on whether you're the student the adult student or it's your kid and whether they're needing to move down a level or up a level or whatever right how was mine zoomed when I was sharing my screen? Was it zoomed in or? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, it's just too small to read. Uh, yeah. It's okay. Quite well, small. let me I'm just. One, I mean, it doesn't really matter. But you see. Um, but you know, it's good. I, just, I wish I could just see it a bit bigger. That, but. Um, and it goes through and it's just the foundational be... knowledge. Yeah. Missing pieces yeah. and it breaks them into areas. How they are on the fifth grade course. Mm-hmm. What they know. Yeah, that's nice. I, li- I like this. I love those sliding bars where you have a little grayed out piece. Of course, piece. a completion estimate, winner est- course is estimated to be complete, depending on what pace you move at. Mm-hmm. This assess topics and how you did. Mm-hmm. And have you, have you, did you have any other version like this within, the, like the diagnostic within the platform? Or No. So this is the first time the di- but so you are you are always doing diagnostics, but all it's doing is it's just um, taking them to the it's just giving them what they should do. Yeah, it's not really I mean you, you could look at that. You know they had the course and showed you how far you were through the course, but it didn't say anything about your yeah. foundational level. It didn't say anything like you know really this student should be moved down to the course below. It didn't say anything about when they would be expected to complete it or anything. Can you email that to me? Sure. I just want to say that um, I just went through. So uh, Jason emailed me that so that I could see it. Uh, so obviously it's really good. Oh, um, the information it gives you is really good. I think that um, I think you could, I think you could and should take it further in a way. And I just want to show you something. Um, so this is um, an example of the of, of true space, the five condition assessment. Mm-hmm. So if we just we're just going to slowly scroll through this, and you can see the um, the sort of like the text, ex- sort of like explaining the the different pieces. Yeah, that's great. And I I really think that there is um, a lot of scope for you to do something like this. Yeah, this is this you know? is exactly what I was imagining for a PDF. Yeah, but you can't do this in an yeah. email, right? I mean, it's just um, no. And uh, I needed to get something. Uh, up and I yeah. felt like if I got something up, it would clarify what I what I really wanted. Um, share that with me or send that me a copy of that when you get a chance because that's, that's I will pretty yeah. slick. Yeah. Um. And so so because it's like as I'm reading through it, it's like I I want some context because for example, foundational knowledge Noah's missing fifteen foundational topics, geometry, statistics. Yeah. But like for a layman, like I'm like, well, 
why do I care about geometry? You know, this I'm just thinking about this from my kid's point of view. Um, you know, if you sent me this about Jack, I'd be like, I want to know more about why that's important. You know, each one of these things, what do they mean? What's the why? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love to know that. That's a, but yeah, but it's amazing that it does it. <laughs> and also uh, the piece at the bottom, the assessed topics, that's, I, I can't decide if that should be at the bottom or the top. Well, that's details. Like, Cause really yeah. at the top, it's like, give me the bottom line. The bottom yeah. line is: is my should my kids de- is is are they are they placed correctly in this course or should it move them down or what? And then you'd yeah. say, okay, here's what they are missing, here's their placement, here's how long it'll take, and here's the details of the course. So I think it's just drilling in at a more detailed level. I mean, you know, this is not news, but the reality is people don't read. Right, and they have like yeah. no, they have zero attention span. And if you send some email to them, they're just going to you. You know, you figure you got like twenty, thirty seconds, right? So you just need to give here's. That's why you can see there's so little text. I like how is the what's the most succinct way that I can say what needs to be said to convey the information needs to be conveyed. Yeah, I think for the for the show HN thing for the like for the market marketing explosion. You know, in my mind, if it's like that PDF, that true space PDF that I showed you, that's what just takes it to the next level. Everyone's and, gonna be like, holy and that, shit. That's, this this, is. And that's what I mean. That's that's why I'm like, I'm not sure this is this is what we need. This is the first step. Yeah. And um there were just a bunch of there's just a bunch of other little things that I have to get nailed and that I can come back, circle back and do a more complicated thing. But I need to get a I need to get a good designer to work with to do this. How are you creating your PDF? Um I you know I, well there's nothing's being created yet so I don't know well so the de- definitely I recommend um, is to use one of the libraries that just converts an HTML page into a PDF oh yeah yeah because then you can just design it exactly as you like using HTML CSS make it look just beautiful like you've done with the Math Academy site already and um, it's just an HTML page but then once it's it once it's stamped as a PDF it looks great like you. That thing I just showed you was HTML, but it looks. So you, you did you design that, or did you work with the designer, or what? Yeah, I did the whole thing by yourself, yeah. or did you work with the designer? Yep. No, I did not That's work nice. with the designer. Yeah, but you can tell that that would look good as a PDF. Yeah. And so that's that's what I, I recommend you do is just sort of design it in your HTML state because you you're pretty good at that. You know, you've done a good well, job. Well, yeah, you know, we'll see. I, I but um, yeah. So that I think that just is going to take a little more work because because what you really want is a knowledge graph embedded in it and different like subsets of the knowledge graph, you know, showing like here's how this stuff all is connected, that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, was there anything else on Math Academy you wanted to? Well, let's see. Um, uh, we're. I mean, there's there's a there's a there's a bunch of stuff we're working on. I mean, one oh one of the things that we're we're getting ready to roll out is the a learning efficiency measure, mm-hmm. which did I talk, did we talked about this in the show before. You sp- yeah, you spoke about it. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that yeah. that's going to be coming out. Um, then uh, we have, I don't know. There's a, there's a bunch of stuff. Although I'll tell you one thing that happened um, was interesting. I had I designed that. Remember I showed you that I I. I put a screenshot up on the on the in the discord and it had yeah um and it had like you could reset a course you could assign a diagnostic you could set all these configurations you change these different configurations right and i it was like a 
early last week and early in, yeah early in this past week and I Sandy says you know so this one user she she went on there and she reset the course but instead of the fifth grade course we say the fifth grade course or whatever now it's got it's giving her son the fourth grade diagnostic I was like oh shit I know what happened is like they changed it from fifth to fourth grade in the drop down but before hitting the save settings, they she hit reset course. So the course hadn't been changed yet, right? And it yeah, was just one of those yeah. things that you're like, in retrospect, you're like, oh, how stupid was yeah. I to do that? I mean, and why they, you know, so that was like a luck. I've done that kind of thing before. And do, did you have a backup? Yeah, luckily, I did. Luckily, I had a backup. Like, okay. I think he might have lost like one task or something. But what it showed, what it, what it, what it, what it, in order to to sort of get the data back, what I ended up doing is going to previous version, exporting the specific tasks and answers, and probably like nine different tables, and creating a SQL file that had all the inserts of all that data, and then insert it, and then running that SQL file on the on the new data on the on the current production database, right? So reinserting them at those exact same IDs and everything. Almost like a migration. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is when. So it, it, it actually, in retrospect, it's worked out because what I'm gonna do is when now when anyone hits a reset course before it deletes those records, it's going to create a SQL file of just those particular records of insert statements. So you could always restore it, and it would insert them all right back in. That makes a lot of sense. Now I ask this next question with with real intrepidation. Do you do regular backups of your database? Well, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, the AWS does it automatically. RDS does it automatically, right? Okay. So, yeah, the yeah. Um, and I regularly do them, but I need to. But you're right. I need to. I probably need to automatically dump them every so many hours. But but the thing about those RDS backups, they're not really easy to access. No, not. You, like you, you you just have to you have to like plug them on your current running instance. What 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 I think you should do. Um, this sorry for this unsolicited advice. This is what I do with my stuff. I just run a cron script once a day that just does a MySQL dump. <laughs> you know, and you like when the data set's small enough, and then you've just got this daily. This daily backup and it's just good, but it's also great for dev. It's super easy. Yeah, to get into your local I actually um, I had Colby write something like that for the summer, but I, I can't remember something of it wasn't working right, and I didn't get a chance to finish it. Okay. But yeah, I should get that up, um, and I should probably dump. You're, you're, you're on RDS. You're on RDS. I, I'll give. You, I could actually give you the because there's there's RDS is weird. There's special command line arguments it needs to do mm -hmm. it properly, and to like give you the. The table reforms and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 I do, do that, that dump manually, but yeah, show me your what you got and see if it's any different than what I have. Because mm -hmm. there's one way you do it which doesn't lock all the tables and everything. Because before, what happened whenever I do an export, it basically would lock everything or would create a people, you know, create mm -hmm. a problem. But I mean, that was like a couple of years ago when I realized I had to. Because what I would do is I would export it when nobody was using it. <laughs> but then I was like, this we need a way, a way around this. But um, so you don't do any kind of real time replication into a. I mean, I, I like like you. I've got the the the, the backup happening, um, but luckily with Mon Teacher, it's such a burstable 
thing, right? Like I know that if I if I run a, a MySQL dump at like three a.m., there's there's no one on the site, so it's fine, you know. Yeah. So I just I just I just take a snapshot every day at like three a.m. Yeah, of I'm wondering if I might have to. I mean, at the very least, do it once a day, but I might need to think about doing it more multiple times a day. And I dump it straight to S3, and so then I've just mm-hmm. got this like ongoing log, and then every now and again I'll you, go through S3. Do you and dump just it and it. gzip it and then push it up to S3? Dump How it, big is your database? Push it up to S3. Um, it's a couple of hundred megs. Huh. Mine's five gigs. Okay, that is that is a whole different ballpark. Oh. Okay, yeah, you can't do that then. You can't do that because, like you said, that's 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 too much. Uh, so you are gonna you're gonna have to look at like proper hot backup. Yeah. Well, I think I think I think yeah. I can, I mean I can do the what you're talking about. I can have a daily or you know every twelve hours I can do it or even do every every three hours or something I can do it, but it eventually we're going to have it's the database is going to grow to, you know, 20 gigs or it's all that. The, why is it five gigs? Because, um, is there a stat data in there? Like statistics data in there as well? Um, tracking, tracking everything they do. You know, no, I mean, uh, there's some of that. Um, we don't do, we don't do a ton of that. I mean, mostly we just do like your, you know, answers to questions and stuff. And, um, there's some tables that I think we can blow away eventually. We can mm-hmm. probably trim it down a gig mm-hmm. or so. Kind of backups, like kind of yeah. a revision history of, of certain things yeah. that, I, that we're just, we don't use. It's not necessary. So there, I could, I could, there's just, there's some trimming I could do. There's some, there are some uh, tables we don't need. There are some columns we don't need. There's probably some fat that needs to be trimmed. But I, I, I have a, so the problem is that, I have that old version of the website still running for one teacher who's using, who, do, who still uses the system manually, right? He manually creates assignments and stuff. And mm-hmm. so I don't want to break anything for him. So what I mm-hmm. might end up doing is just having him, another copy of the database that he runs off of. And then just like, dude, you're, mm-hmm. you're ruined on this. I mean, we're not going to, just you're yeah, never going to get any new content or anything. But yeah. Um, huh. The other thing I wanted to mention is, uh, so the site was down a couple of days ago, like in the middle of the night yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What, I don't know what, what happened? happened. I mean, I have not had a chance to investigate. That was just that was yesterday morning at like mid one in the morning or two in the morning or something. Yeah. Are you, are you going to like put like a like some kind of you know uh, like a, a checker, like a like it checks to see is the site up and then like I, I sh- send you on the on the bat phone like yeah, ring the bat phone next to I your should, bed and like- I got to give like credentials and stuff to Alex so that he can uh, he could because he because he was awake right because he's in in the UK so he he could yeah, he could have yeah. been he could have reset I just happened to get up at six a.m. and I saw it and I was like oh crap and so then I went and reset it I saw you answer I was like I saw you answer that at six a.m. I'm like. Jesus never awake at six a.m. Yeah, what the was, heck? Uh, it was feeling well, so uh, that's why. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I you know the obvious thing to do is to have a service that checks. I mean, there, you know, there are things, there are services that you can sign up that do that. And then what it should probably do is have it, uh, and then it send a Slack message or email or from mm-hmm. something and hit 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 uh, Alex. I mean, you know. That and then that'll then that'll get a response within minutes, typically. 
Yeah, it hits you. It, 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 like it's like a joint channel, you and Alex. And yeah, we um, have a we have we have, well, so we have some we have some um, different Slack channels like that. Like we have a system errors channel which mm. our system errors get pushed to so you know justin my check in but i need to break that out into several different channels because like his errors and my errors things that he deals with right. in my it's like because i get used to it being like his stuff and i'm just like ah whatever it's like it's not me it's and so then you don't look, then at, it. look at it if it's me it's like i gotta look <laughs> at it right so i i yeah, I, right. I mentioned yeah. to justin i was gonna do that i said you know we got to split these out into like three different things for each of our major services so we have kind of like our we have the app which mm. I work on, and then we have the task processor, which anytime you finish a task, it goes through, does a big analysis, da da da, figures out what new task you should do and stuff. That's what he, that's that's uh, in the model and everything. That's all stuff he does. But he has another service that's called this that we that we called the simulator because what it does is it takes a student, it, it takes student counts and it simulates them into the future based on their how they how accurate they generally are and figures out, you know, when they're likely to finish and all these other kinds of things. Oh yeah, you mentioned you'd written the simulator to come up with that projection. Yeah, and it has more information now than just the simulation. It's sort of like a sort of like um, different types of of, of, of analytics or, qu- or quantitative, you know, metrics that are used for you know, the student for, for, for us to mm-hmm. understand how best to do things for a particular student. Um, and that he, so those are those services that he deals with. So if there's, but typically he'll be, he'll, he'll go on Slack and he'll be check false alarm, check. These are false alarms. Like it's like, so it's not me. It's not me anyway. And they're usually false alarms. He's like, Oh, I'm looking into it. I think it's not a big deal. Oh, it's just this edge case, false alarm, you know? So then I get kind of lulled in and then all of a sudden I'm like, Holy crap. Like <laughs> it's, there's 20 errors that were me in a row because of some push I did an hour ago and it just like a bunch of kids just ran into it and that's that's not good so I need to have that just to be me but um I need to uh I need to have a, a you know whatever something that's just like system system uh alive or whatever and then if it's down system down and lights up absolutely but you know it's like all these things all these things are so we, much stuff. You know, do. you can't spend too much time worrying about this stuff early on because they're not problems until they're problems. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. you know, it's not great to have your site go down, but it wasn't like the end of the world. I got, we got one email and a couple of users. So it's like, okay, that annoyed a couple of people, but they were fine. We got it fixed. You know, probably need, it doesn't mean I need to ignore yeah. it. And, and, and like, you know, two years from now, I'm still not dealing with it, but it's like, okay, this is becoming an issue now. We need to, we need to sort of deal with it. Just like a backup thing. It's like, okay, like probably need to come up with a, where we're going to back Well, up. the funny thing is, is if you look, you know, the SLA stuff, um, like service SLA, uh, yeah. you know, we're, we are live 99.5% of the time or whatever. If you actually go ahead and look, at, at how much you are up every year like you're like a 99.99 you know it like it's an insane it's a large amount of time a 0.5 percent in a year like it's it's like a day you could have a day's downtime you're talking still about be me math academy i'm talking about anyone okay so I'm, I'm saying so if, if you actually looked at math academy you'd probably find out 
Math Academy actually had an uptime of like 99.99%. Like that was just out for like a few hours. That was you know? rare. That so, like, never happened. Yeah. That's what was so, yeah. so weird. Yeah. Um, I got to look in the logs. I don't know if maybe like there was some upgrade, auto upgrade on like an RD, an EC2 instance or something like that. Yeah, that's and, the kind of thing that, um, that makes sense. There. You know, typically I got to check in with my sysadmin Nick and see if he, maybe he can, maybe he can find out what's going on. But it's the weekend. Mm. I know he's not around. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to, I'll worry about this on Monday. Georgie is texting like, me. I I actually feel like I could keep going for like another two hours on this show. This is a good one, but uh, Georgie's texting me. She's asking to uh, to 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 wrap it up. So, what was there any other? Do you want to talk about shows? Yeah, or anything else? Or anything any, else good, you really um, any good shows you want to mention? Well, Night Agent, which is which is um, uh, just like the Recruit in many ways. Yeah, it's okay. I give it a. It's not as good as it's not funny, but it's it's, it's, it's no Terminal it's, West. It's, I mean, it's kind no, of it's no, a it's no. a it's a little wokeified, you know. Um, it's like yeah. not pretty much everything these days, but like that's why Terminalist was yeah. such a special case. Um, but um, uh, I, I I watch I've watched three episodes of of Night Agent because Sandy suggested it. Um, the consultant is good. Mm. So. What's that that is, I'm pretty sure that's Netflix, right. but it could, it, it could it doesn't be, matter. I can, I'll, I'll, the consultant is good. I would recommend the consultant. It's like this guy comes in as the consultant and sort of takes over the company and there's something not right about this guy. <laughs> it was good. I like it. It was, it was one of the surprise. It was like surprisingly good because it didn't have a good IMD mm-hmm. score. It's like a six, seven or six, nine, or so I was like, that's, that's kind of borderline. Your upper six is low sevens is borderline. I'm like, no, no, this is way better than that. I was one of the things like you're thinking about it for day, days after it. I was thinking about that happens. It's weird how sometimes you see stuff and it's just like much better than that. Yeah, I don't know what that's about, yeah. but um, the other one, uh, this is totally ridiculous, but Colby was back for a spring break this past week. And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, and Sandy's like, oh, you guys should watch the John Wick series. You should watch Night Night Agent. I mean, Sandy's always coming up with su- suggestions. And Kobe's like, I want to watch. He's like, I want to watch um, with um, Dragon Ball Z abridged. And what? Dragon Ball Z is this like anime thing, right? And abridged is okay. like, the abridged thing is like a fan fiction. Like the, the complete. But, but it's hilarious. Yeah. Like it is so okay. oh funny i mean so izzy loves it too because it's like really really funny smart ass i mean a lot of these jokes wouldn't fly say, say the name again say the dragon name ball z abridged it's on youtube drag ball dragon dragon ball, dragon ball like a dragon and has yeah. balls so dragon ball, ball z. z abridged okay and there are some characters in this Fajita and the Guru and Krillin. I mean, it's just hilarious. I mean, the trash talking in it is unbelievable. You know, he's like, I know you're trying to, I know you're playing me right now, but you're right. <laughs> it's just this, this guy's like, it's like, it's just, this guy's like, he's like, I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like Krillin right now. I, I, this must, must this this must be what it's like to be the Krillin. He's like, pretty much. Because <laughs> Krillin's always getting his ass kicked. <laughs> pretty much. You know, I mean, it was just so many, so many things that were just so ridiculous. I mean, first I was kind of, you know, those things take a few episodes and you're just like, okay. But after you started to get into it, 
I, it was funny. And it was funny things that's like, I need to watch this because Colby wants to watch it. Colby really, really wanted to watch it with me. And Izzy too, because they both seen mm-hmm. it before. But they were like, yeah. oh, we're going to watch that, you know? And and I, it took me a little while to get in. It took me a few couple nights. And then I was like, yeah, this is hilarious. And as we were, they were talking about who's our favorite character. So Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> uh, a bridge. And it's like the jokes and the humor. It's like, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have, you wouldn't fly in 2023. A lot of stuff was like 2010 kind of stuff. Was, yeah. It is, is, is great. Really, really funny. So that's cool. Um, that's it. You got any anything? Any suggestions? I'm just looking through my through my notes here. Um, oh, oh, yeah, well, no, uh, just just the um, the consultant. I mean, sorry, no, uh, the night agent. Um, I have not been. I've just been watching um, the. Oh, what's the what's the one? The Mandalorian, the Baby Yoda. I've heard this kind of sucks <laughs> now. What do you think? It, it 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 does it it does. But Disney's I've just ruining anyway. all this stuff. They just ruin this stuff. It's just I've been watching Star Trek because, and it's Terrible. just like I just can't stop watching it. But it's so bad. It's so dumb. How do they ruin it? What do but they I do? I can't stop watching it. Oh, I just bring back Data and like oh he's a, he's a different version of Data and they built in aging and that's why he looks so old. And it's just like it's just like oh come on guys you know just just really stupid stuff so yeah it's it can't even talk I'm about sorry. it. I'm sorry, that's like a real letdown. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I still watch it. I just can't stop watching it. That's the thing. Um, no, I don't. I don't really have anything else. And we're we're pretty much uh, speaking about everything that I had on my list. I mean, I have a lot of links um, and videos which I I found fascinating. Um, like the Ray Kurzweil one, the John Carmack. Um, I just post them on the Discord. So, yeah, so I'll post them on the Discord, or we, or we could put. I'll put them at the end of the show notes or whatever. No, Discord, Discord. Yes, if you if you're interested in that stuff, come in. Come into the Discord, and you should already be there. I don't know why you're not. So you're actually in big trouble for not being <laughs> in the Discord already. Okay. Um, and yeah, just go into links and stuff. Links and stuff, or not? J- it's, not it's JV just, links. Just no, I've I've been posting a lot of that. Well, what's in links like JV and stuff links? Because then? it's just for. What do I have in JV links? This, you see, I have all this stuff. Um, What's the difference between links and stuff and JV links? Well, links and stuff is for everyone to just post links about, like just global links. The JV links is just stuff that I personally find fascinating. But you also find stuff fascinating into links and stuff. Yes, I do. But that's because if I if I think it's a topic that everyone's talking about, and and everyone is okay. Kind what's of the difference between JV links and JV musings? Uh, JV Musings is 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 not links. It's just stuff that I'm that I'm thinking about. Like, uh, let's have a look at the typical JV Musing. The funny thing about Copilot is how it guesses what your comment is going to be, and it comes up with some really weird stuff. Um, and that's I just thought that was a funny thing. Did you put in links? So, you put in links here. Well, actually, other people are posting a lot of stuff in here. Other people stuff post is just links totally to random. These, if these were subreddit, I mean, this is just like there's no enforcement of anything. It's just a, it's just it's like, just like chaos. example in J- in JV Musing, I got a, I got a phishing, a phishing text. This hot, hot chick uh, sends me this text. Hey, Jessica here. This is a picture of me and my cute dog Pepper. <laughs> Thank you for taking care of her. I just returned back from my business trip. 
I'll pick her up tomorrow and I'll be free and waiting. And I just thought, okay, this is like next level fishing. I mean, they're actually sending pictures of, of like a lady and her little dog. Yeah. <laughs> and that's JV Musing. Where else would I put it? I mean, it's just like that, that doesn't go goes with links, links and, and stuff. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. All well, right, I guess uh, that we could hear it. We good? We are good. All right. That's a wrap. We're out.